Welcome to the How to Be a Minimalist podcast. My name is Katie and I'm your host. Thank you so much for being here today. I hope you enjoy this episode. Check out the links in the description box for more information. This is episode number 135. Celebrate the holidays like a minimalist. Hey there, minimalists. I hope you are doing well. It's good to be back with you. And I'm going to jump right into my personal update. The first goal that I was going to tell you about is I wanted to have something fun on my calendar all the time because I just do so much better and hear me out. You might be like this. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. But I tend to get too focused on work type things if I don't have something fun on the calendar to break it up. And when I'm just focused on work, then it's totally out of balance and I just get really bogged down, I guess. It kind of feels like, oh man, all I ever do is work, which is generally true if I don't have something fun on the calendar. So I've been trying to put some fun things on the calendar for my whole family, but this coming month I have, and last month, I attended a class on chakras. So it was a really fun class. A couple of my friends put it together and they've got this series going on. So I'm looking forward to attending that this week or the week that this podcast episode airs. And the last one was really nice too. It was like a yoga session with a little chat beforehand. It was great. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I always love going to the yoga studio. So that'll be really nice. Another one of my goals is to practice breathwork daily. And I've been doing this and it is amazing lately. I don't know what it is. It's just, it's like it just keeps getting better and better all the time. And I, I'm sure that's because I'm getting better at my practices and settling into the, my meditative state. The type of meditate um, breathwork that I practice, I would say it's a very meditative breathwork. It is not crazy activating. It, it can be, but it is not one of these really, um, I think holotropic is what a lot of times it's called when it's a very activating breath that this is not like that. And I love it. It is so beautiful, very meditative, and it brings so much peace into my life. And I'm feeling so much more clear and I'm seeing my life reshape as my perspective shifts. And that's the interesting thing about it. It's so much about like being in your body and really feeling in your body, but your mindset changes as you do that. And it's beautiful. I'm changing and I love it. I'm also loving my pause breathwork facilitator training program. It is amazing. And I will kind of give a little hint here. I'm about to begin posting my facilitator training hours. I have to get a certain number of practicum hours in. And when I do that, when I when I post that link when I'm ready to go and have it all set up properly, I have a few kinks I still need to um, fix up. I will actually be talking about that and announcing it here. So um, I will let you know once I have that all put together and I would love to practice some breath work with you all. It would be so fun. I also have this idea for my practicum to put together a little minimalist mindset retreat like an online retreat in January. So we'll see how that goes. But I, I'm working on that currently. And I think that if I keep it simple, it will be totally doable and really fun. So those are a couple things that are coming up that I'm so excited about with breath work. And it's just, it's been a beautiful thing. And I'm 
just so excited about it. For today's topic, I wanted to talk about celebrating the holidays and celebrating them like a minimalist. It's kind of like a tradition. I definitely have to talk about this every year. I guess I didn't last year because I wasn't here. Sorry about that, my friends. But today I want to talk about that a little bit. I'm just wondering, can we just talk about this for a second? Can we talk about the budget around holidays? Because I don't know about other places, but in the United States, around Christmas time, things can get crazy and people can start throwing their money around like mad. And it's in one way, if you have it, if it's in the budget, it can be a very magical time to make something special happen. And that's delightful. It's wonderful. I'm not shaming that. But I know a lot of people that end up going into debt for Christmas and feeling the pressure of having everything perfect and magical and you have to have so many presents under the tree. I can't say that I ever went really insane at Christmas, but I will say that when my kids were little, I did not really stick to the budget as well as I should have. And I definitely was not as mindful as I could have been. When you're coming up with your Christmas list, set the budget first, like do it right now. Decide what you want to spend on Christmas and go from there. If you want to have one of those crazy Christmases where you do something really special, have fun and go for it. But do the budget first. Make sure it works that way so that come January, you aren't upset with yourself, frustrated with yourself and know that you made a big mistake and it's going to take you months to recover from. Like I said earlier in past Christmases, particularly, it's not really in recent years since I've really begun practicing minimalism, but I don't know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when my kids were really little, I would spend too much money and I didn't buy them the right things. I didn't focus on the traditions as fulfilling Christmas wishes. I just thought like, oh, what is it going to look like? I didn't focus on what would it feel like. And that is something I really want to focus on this year is what does Christmas feel like? If it's going to be a spiritual experience, I really want to feel into that. If it's going to be a fun night where we do hot cocoa, I really want to feel into that. And I want to make sure that my presence is there and that is part of the gift and part of making sure that it is a beautiful Christmas. I think sometimes when we are stressed out about trying to make sure that it looks a certain way or the tree has a billion presents under it, we aren't actually focused on being there for it. <laughs> we can feel stressed out or tired, uh, upset about the finances. Maybe it hasn't gone the way we wanted. Maybe it's not as picture perfect as we thought it would be. And then we're kind of absent from it. And I don't want to do that this year. I want to be mindful about the gifts that I give to my children, make sure that my husband feels special. And mostly I want to focus on those traditions. So as you are looking at your Christmas, as you're looking at your December, January, what traditions are you participating in? Traditions are, in my opinion, the thing that makes something feel more festive than anything else. Like gifts are really fun and they're beautiful and wonderful and thoughtful and I always appreciate them. But it's actually the traditions that make me feel more Christmassy or like it's a birthday or a special day. It's not necessarily the gifts. I rarely remember what gifts I was given. I usually remember who was there or what we were doing or things like that. So I want to make sure that Again, I'm very present and not absent in my mental state as we are going through our traditions. I want to make sure that we get the popcorn tin and do the Christmas movies. We have 
all of these little traditions that we enjoy doing and we do them all month long and it really just makes it feel like Christmas. So that is what I'm going to focus on the most and making sure that my energy is there for it. If you don't have any Christmas traditions, you should start by asking your kids or your family or your friends. I know I've told this story on the podcast before, but I'm just going to have to remind you real quick because one year we were making our December calendar. We do that every year on or before December 1st. And we were discussing what was going to go on the calendar for the month. And that's what my, that was a tradition that my husband's family had. And my son was like, we forgot about the annual Christmas staring contest. I think it was like five. It was hilarious. And we just had to go along with it. Like, yeah, you're right. We did forget about that. How does that go, son? (laughs) So every December 1st since then, we do a Christmas staring contest and it's hilarious. It's a hilarious tradition. And I hope I have grandkids someday because it's going to become a whole thing. The point in telling you this is it really doesn't matter what you're doing, as long as you have traditions, those are the things that kind of tend to hold us together. And uh, and they can be really fun and interesting, that's for sure. When you are making your list, I would suggest making it and like check it twice for real people. <laughs> Who really needs a gift? There are people that need a gift. They need that token of appreciation. Maybe that's their love language. Maybe it's just a way of reciprocating. And that's wonderful. That's beautiful. But there are some people that would really just rather go on a coffee date or talk to you on the phone for a little bit. So as you're making that Christmas gift list, who's on it? And can you kind of be mindful, maybe even just to save yourself some hassle, keep like an actual physical or digital copy of that list. And when you think of something that would be appropriate for someone as a gift, maybe just jot it down next to their name. That way you have a little idea and you don't have to keep on thinking like, oh, I had a great idea for so-and-so, but now I can't remember what it was. Make that list, double check it, consider what type of gift would most benefit each person. Sometimes having a tradition in the type of gift that's given can be really fun. For instance, I have a friend where their family, they always had to make their gifts for each other. Or like for my kids, they got a book, a toy, and an experience for several years. One of my favorite years was when we put money in an envelope. And to them, it was a ton of money. Uh, but we had them decide what they wanted to do. And they had to plan out the whole trip and budget it out. They were so excited. We were like, we're not going to budget it. We're not going to help you really. We'll, we'll sit here and make sure that your numbers are right. But like, you guys plan it out. You figure it out. Just tell us what you need from us. And they planned this whole trip to the aquarium. And it was magical. It was so fun to see what they would do with that money. It was great. This year, they're older and they're both teenagers. And we are probably going to focus on some gift cards. We're still going to do a book because I cannot not give my kids a book for Christmas. Probably Lego for my and a woodworking item for my daughter because she's really into woodworking. So that is kind of where we're going with our gifts this year. And the tradition of it is just kind of fun. So I, I would definitely suggest considering putting some kind of a tradition in what you do. It kind of makes the experience a little bit special and also tends to keep us on track. I know it helped me for years when I wanted to go outside of that. And I was like, no, nah, we, we got what we needed for our kids. It's great. It's plenty. Another thing I want to offer is that it's not a bad idea to either ask for suggestions for gifts or to politely give suggestions. 
obviously there are going to be some instances where this is just a bad idea. However, with some people, it works really well. Some people just want to know what what is the best thing that I could give to someone. If you do get a rude response, for instance, one time I had someone ask about gifts for my my husband and both of my children. And when I gave the suggestions, this person said, "Eh, I'm not going to do that. Uh, It was a little bit shocking. Like I was kind of taken aback. However, I just let it go. Whatever you want to do is okay with me. I would say that more often than not, people are going to be happy that they know what to give to you or your loved ones. And they'll just be glad that they get to mark something off their list and know that they're giving something that will be really enjoyed and appreciated. Next up, my friends, I have a few last great gift ideas that my husband and I have used First of all, there are so many ways to support small and local businesses at Christmas time. So many ways. You might be giving gift certificates to restaurants or actually going to like a holiday bazaar or workshop or craft fair or whatever and seeing what you can find there. There are so many special things when you go to a craft fair or um, other type of arts and crafts workshop. They have so many different names. I would absolutely look it up on maybe your Facebook, your local Facebook group, or just use the old Google and figure it out that way. But there are tons of things like that around the holidays and in the U.S. anyway. And if you can shop at one of those, maybe you'll find something that you're looking for or just find something really special. And it's a great way to support local businesses. Shopping at your little downtown shops or other things like that, or if you have a friend that you know makes really special items, those are all great ways to support local, support small businesses, and help to make someone else's, it's kind of like a gift to them as well to purchase something from a local or a small business. Another way you could go about this is by purchasing classes, a subscription to something, tickets to the theater, to the movies. I recently got my son a kiwi crate and if I didn't hadn't if I hadn't done that for homeschooling that's what I would consider kind of like a class I guess it's like a one day class because my son really enjoys building it and he doesn't make it last a long time it's like done in a couple of hours but that's okay uh but if I didn't have that for him I would absolutely get him a kiwi crate or something like that for Christmas my daughter for her birthday, she wanted a subscription to Pandora music so that she didn't have to hear ads anymore. That was a great gift. There are also consumable items like perhaps you have a baker on your hands and you get all the special ingredients for a favorite dish or even cake decorating items, things like that that are consumable, but really fun to have on hand. As a garden nerd, I am always down to receive some plants or seeds or other items that help me get ready for the gardening season ahead. I just think that's so fun. And there are tons of ways that once you start picking up on what your loved ones enjoy, your friends, family, you can kind of start to take a look at what would help support them in some of the things they do. I know there are a lot of times when like, I'm not going to spend money on myself. I'm just not going to do it. So receiving an item as a gift, like a punch card to the yoga studio where I can go and take several classes and not have to worry about it and not have to worry about like, oh, did I budget that? Is Can I go and do that? That would be amazing. There are about a billion ways that you could go about getting some special things for your loved ones without breaking the bank, but also 
in a really mindful way where you're not just going to a big box store and purchasing a bunch of stuff and have it come from a place where there's not a lot of meaning and where you end up really frustrated and over budget. The holidays are so special to me. Everything from fall festivities through New Year's. I love it. I really love it. I enjoy the traditions. I have a great time with my family. I look forward to having the Christmas tree and the gifts. And I have a great time doing all of our little Thanksgiving things that we do. New Year's is a delight. Like I really enjoy that. And I think it's supposed to be like that. I don't think that we have to get or buy into all of the consumerist type of things that happen at holidays. We can make the holidays what we want them to be and still enjoy them without having all the things attached that we don't like, where things are getting off budget or where we are stressed out because we've packed too much in, where we don't feel present, where we feel absent and all of those kinds of things. I think if we make kind of like a little bucket list in December, And we keep in mind what's most important and keep the gift giving really meaningful, but simple Christmas and New Year's, they can be delightful. And I guess that's what I want to strive for and what I always try to strive for. Some years I do great. The last few years in particular, I feel like we've done really well. Previous to that, did not do so great. And I think we were on track to not doing so great this year, but I'm glad that I sat down, did the budget and made up this list because I'm actually really excited now. I'm like, okay, This is exactly what I'm going to do this year. I feel refocused on our previous traditions and how things used to go. And I don't have to buy into, well, my kids are teenagers and they're older. So now I have to get them really expensive gifts. That's not true. It does not have to be like that. Making this list totally helped me. I hope it helps you. I hope there's at least one thing on here that you can use as a takeaway for yourself. But I do hope that you have some delightful holidays. And I'm going to leave this off with our minimalist challenge. I'm going to do this one myself as I try to do all of them, but this one I'm really going to focus on. Uh, First of all, make your list of who you are going to give to. Check it twice. We already talked about that. And begin by taking a look at the budget, then getting creative and have fun with your gift ideas this year. Have so much fun because if Christmas isn't fun, what's the point? I think it should be fun. I hope you have some beautiful holidays. Hope this list is helpful to you and I'll see you next time. Remember, it is all about the experiences, not the stuff.